Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. I am Ross Hillier, your host. Today, we have a solo show. We do these on Thursdays, and they're shorter shows, usually tackling an individual topic. Today, we are going to talk about something that, in terms of lifestyle approach to health and training, is something I get asked about a ton, and that is the concept of balance and how we actually go about balancing training, life, family, work, all of this, you know, all of these things that we claim to care about, how do we actually balance these things in our lives so we are productive and still successful and happy in all of these things? And it's not something that is, it's it's definitely easier said than done. And I maybe have a different take on it than, than a lot of people. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But that's going to be what we talk about here in a few moments. Before we get into all that, I just want to say if you have not done so yet, and I know that there are many of you that have, and I know that there is maybe some sense that I just beat this into a, a the ground with how often I say it, but it really does help. If you have not done so, please go like and follow or subscribe or whatever the button is on whatever platform you listen to of the podcast. Uh, go click those buttons if you leave a five-star review. That stuff really does help the show grow and be seen by more people. It shows up quicker in search algorithms and all of those kind of things that I don't understand from a tech overlord standpoint. So that really does help. And then uh, finally, before we dive into the topic, I just wanted to make sure if you guys are interested in joining the Nomad Tribe membership that launched a couple of weeks ago, please go to tribe.nomad-strength.com. It's been a blast these first few weeks of having it up and running. We're having tons of great conversations in there. We're just getting ready to launch uh, this month's edition of Nomad Book Club. We're doing live videos. We're doing Q&As. We're doing videos and articles that are exclusive 
exclusive to that group that come out every week. And uh, it's just a really cool growing thing that I'm really proud of. So if you guys want to join that 15 bucks a month, go to nomad or I'm sorry, go to tribe.nomad-strength.com. Now, let's get into this. And what I'm going to do is approach this from a way that I've actually I've actually written an article about this exact thing before. So I actually want to read the article first. And I actually did this a couple of weeks ago with the Stephen Kotler article. But I just uh, with when this topic became in, you know, something that I wanted to talk about today, I realized that, you know, this is something I've actually already written about. And I want to break down a little bit more about what I wrote about. And since we're a little bit more long form content here than than what the article is, I just wanted to read this first, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. So this particular article, I actually wrote for uh, a good buddy of mine, Hanse Bolden's company's website, uh, wearewarpath.com. It's an awesome apparel company. You should go check those guys out. It's killer. Um, But I wrote this as a guest post for his blog on that website. So if you go to the uh, wearewarpath.com, you can go to the blog and it's a few down from there. I wrote this uh, several months ago. Uh, But here we go. I'm just going to dive in and read it. If you were to ask most people what they want out of their careers, relationships, and lives in general, you would likely get some form of the word balance. The problem is that in most cases, balance is ill-defined as giving portioned amounts of energy to all of your endeavors, rather than jumping fully into any one thing. We pretend that living at 50% of everything is balanced, when actually mediocrity. We never fully jump into the deep end. For any pursuit to be worthwhile, there needs to be a period of giving an obscene amount of energy to make it fruitful. There must be times when you are determined to work hard, make sacrifices, and accomplish your goals. What tends to happen, however, is that most of us will continue to do some version of the same thing day in and day out, then occasionally add some small degree of variance to feel a sense of novelty. We do this because we want to be comfortable. Where growth truly happens is spending a small percentage of time and effort in those extremes, the places that scare you a little bit. The gym is a great analogy for this principle. Many people will have a good leg workout, but most don't know what it feels like to push a sled until your legs wobble, seize up, and collapse because the thought of pain scares them. On the flip side, even fewer are capable of sitting peacefully in a quiet space and focusing solely on their breath for 30 minutes because being alone with their own thoughts scare them. When you dip your toe into these outer limits more often, you will experience more growth, health, strength, and peace than you maybe ever have before. These practices exist in the fringes, the outer 10% for a reason, and are ready for us to embrace and learn from them. It goes without saying, hopefully, but this is not a recommendation to destroy yourself on the sled six days per week because I know some of you will go out and do exactly that, nor is it an invitation to sit idle for weeks in the name of quote-unquote recovery. Move daily and focus on building yourself up in strength, muscle, and condition. Then every once in a while, burn the place down with intensity. In the same manner, try to experience what true rest and recovery feels like for a period of time that makes you uncomfortable and maybe stresses you out. This practice applies to any avenue in life, not just training. If the goal is balance, which I'm not sure truly exists, make sure that you're pushing those boundaries in every direction to achieve it. 
You are capable of far more than you give yourself credit for, and living lukewarm in any endeavor isn't likely to get you the results you want. Instead, you'll end up in a loop of monotony and wondering why you haven't made significant progress in years. Instead, take ownership of your choices and realize the power is and always has been yours. Create a plan to move toward your goal and attack them fervently. Allow yourself to be seen as crazy by some and embrace it. It's more fun anyway. So that's the article that I wrote a while back for uh, Warpath's website. And I thought it was great to bring that up because this concept of balance is maybe romanticized a bit. And the reason that I think that that's the case is because, like I said in the article, we, have tend, we, we tend to imagine balance as giving less in order to put more effort into something else. That way it's sort of literally balancing a scale. You can't give too much into one area because that would mean that you're taking away from something else. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. And I don't think that's accurate. What the problem is, is most people don't have priorities set up in a way that allows them to give themselves fully to any one thing at all. And if you're really pursuing growth and progress in anything, you can't do that on 50% effort. It You just can't do it. So this idea of balance doesn't mean that you have to take away energy from something in order to give it to something else. It just means you have to set your priorities in a way that makes sense for you and are in tune with the goals that you have for yourself, whether that be in the gym, whether that be in your job or with your family or just your free time if you've got any. Uh, those things need to be written down and provided with very clear and strict boundaries. And that's really what this comes down to is how to protect your time and set up boundaries around it so not everything bleeds together because when that happens, then you've lost the sense of control over your time. And now it seems like you're running in a thousand different directions and you've, you're never able to give yourself fully to any one thing because all of these aspects of your life just bleed together. There's no start and stop to any of them. And so the first thing I want to make sure we cover is what are your goals? If we're talking about priorities, we have to think bigger and talk about what are your actual goals for any of these endeavors, whether it's training, whether it's work, whether it's finances, whether it's home things, whether it, what, whatever it is, you have to have goals. And for you to have goals, you have to write them down. Now, I'm, not, I'm only going to plug this once because I've done goal-specific talk in, in many different episodes, but if you know how to write goals and make them effective, that's great. Write them down on paper. If you don't have a, a clear-cut system of how to do it, I recorded an episode on this. Um, it's several episodes back. It's towards the beginning, but it's literally Goal Setting 101. So listen to that whole process if you have any type of trouble conceptualizing, how do I write goals? Now, the second part of this is once you have these goals, whatever they are, they could be 90-day goals, one-year goals, five-year goals, 20-year goals. I would encourage you to have maybe a few in all of those categories. Uh, you have to define what level of commitment you're willing to make to each of those things and what is more important to you. List out your priorities. And I am of the belief that priorities as a plural word in many senses doesn't, don't, doesn't really exist. 
And the reason I say that is because if you're working on your priorities, you can only be working on one thing at a time. It is impossible to work on two priorities at once. That defeats the purpose of the word. Your priority is what you are doing in that exact moment. So you have to be doing that thing in that exact moment and do it well. If you are trying to stretch yourself thin, again, this is another myth that I'm, I'm shattering right now. Multitasking does not exist. It just means you're doing several things pretty poorly instead of doing anything really well. So you have to write down and be super clear what it is your priorities are in each area of your life. From that point, we can begin to establish boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I, I mean you have decided that this is the amount of time that I'm going to dedicate to this. But during this window of whatever this time is, I am 100% focused on this thing. There is no chance that any other aspect of life is bleeding into this moment. Now, obviously, that is really hard to make practical, but you have to begin with the point of I'm setting these hard boundaries. And then it's actually easier than you think to hold them. It's just you get distracted way too easily. The you, you your attention pulls to the phone the second it vibrates or the second you see a screen light up because you got a notification. And now your focus is broken. And now you've wasted 10 minutes trying to get back into focus to what you're doing. Or chances are, it's actually been a lot longer than 10 minutes, because we all know how social media works. And the second we open it up, 40 minutes later, it's just nothingness, right? So once you've established those boundaries, you can set yourself up for success by creating an environment that is conducive to you actually getting things done and being successful. If you're going to the gym and you know that if you check your phone once during a set, you're going to be done for 10 minutes. Don't bring your phone to work out. Like if you need music, then get a radio. I mean, there's there's so many different ways to do this. That And, and honestly... I'm going to stop right there. You don't need music to work out. You just don't. Uh, so all of these things that you're telling yourselves, I need this, I need this. And the only thing you really need to do when you're training is to train and be focused. Everything else is just an excuse that you're giving yourself uh, because you you find it difficult to put your phone down, right? So these types of things, you set your environment up for success. And that's how you are successful within each of these boundaries. If it's family time, then guess what? The You're not working, you're not working out, you're, you're spending time with your family. And it's the same principle that applies to every aspect of your life. So oftentimes, balance doesn't mean that everything gets its own equal amount of time. What it means is everything gets whatever amount of time you've dedicated to it. But when you're in that amount of time, you've given it your 100% focus. And that's how you feel more. That's how you're more productive. That's how you become more fulfilled in whatever it is that you're doing. You know that you're giving everything you got to whatever you're working on in that moment, in that time. And you're not getting pulled away because then you're thinking, oh, I didn't get done what I wanted to get done. I wasn't present with my family. I was working in my head and I was on my phone half the time. Those kind of things are why people think they don't have balance or why they think balance is something that is unattainable because they're constantly doing trying to do everything throughout the day at once. So when it comes to training, specifically, when it comes to training, uh, I'm going to give an example here, because I think it's important that we understand what imbalance looks like, and why that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, as as you maybe think it might be. Um, I think that there are very specific times in every person's life, where 
for a period of time, you need to be completely imbalanced and devoted to something in order to grow or make progress with this thing, right? Uh, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. If you're a business owner and, you're, and you've got a huge project you're working on and you know that I'm launching this thing in eight weeks, uh, I'm, you know, I'm opening a gym, I'm opening a store, I'm doing this thing in eight weeks, I've got this big block of time or this whatever the block of time is that I need to make sure I get stuff done. You're going to have to sacrifice some things in that moment, in that time to make sure you get done what needs to be done. And if you're training, for example, if we're talking about maybe I've got uh, a competition in 12 weeks, well, guess what? If I'm trying to train for something where I'm going to be my absolute physical best, then I'm going to give up going out to party and drink and do whatever it is that everybody else is doing for the next 12 weeks because I'm committed to doing this thing in 12 weeks. So there are periods of time in life where imbalance is actually extremely beneficial for us. I don't think that people understand that that's a seasonal thing or not even seasonal, but just a a cyclical thing. That's not meant to be how it is all the time unless you're so hardwired that way that you can't thrive any other way. There are very few people that can survive like that, by the way. And the ones that do are mutant humans that are part machine that I would be convinced of at this point. So imbalance is actually something that can be very beneficial for you, making sure that you're going to grow and be productive and work towards your goals, maybe achieve some of them faster than you think. Um, So to give you an example, uh, because I I got asked this question in conjunction with this topic. uh, So what does my like training week look like, for example? And this is actually a really good time for me to answer this question because I just started a brand new program under uh, Mr. James Fuller, who I had on the podcast on Monday. If you're listening to this, uh, he's old time strongman coach, and we're working together to prep me for a jujitsu competition this winter in December. It's actually about 12 weeks away from this week, so it was a nice little chunk of time, you know, related to what I'm talking about today. So uh, my training schedule for the next week is three mandatory weight training sessions. Uh, and one optional, just depending on the week, if I'm able to squeeze in a fourth, uh, that's going to be a little bit more accessory type work. And mostly in that one is going to be grip stuff. Uh, and so I do that three to four days a week, three mandatory, fourth optional. And I do jujitsu at least three times a week right now. Again, if there's a fourth that's able to make happen, uh, I'm going to make sure I get there. And in terms of training, that's my current setup. I only one of those days right now is an absolute where I'll do both. Uh, but most days, that means I'm, I'm only doing one of those two things. So I'm technically training six days a week. I'm either lifting weights or I'm at jujitsu. And that's what my training block looks like. But most of those things I get done early in the morning. So then I can really focus on that during a, a part of the day where nothing else is going on. Obviously, because, you know, I go to jujitsu at 5am, nobody else is awake. I'm in class, so I'm focused on what I'm doing. And then I come home and I eat breakfast with uh, my family before they head off to school. And then I train. And I, you know, again, it's early enough in the morning where I can get things done and be effective in my training. And then I've got several hours in the morning to work. And I can be extremely focused in three to four hours and get more done in that amount of time than a lot of people can do in seven to eight hours of being in an office where they really aren't working the full seven to eight hours. I mean, we can all be pretty honest with ourselves here that if you work eight hours a day, you're not really working eight hours a day most of the time. Now, obviously, I know there are exceptions. So I'm going to get messages that say, well, what about this job? I'm, I'm working all the time. I understand that. Most, I said most, most people are not actually working the entire time they're at work. Uh, 
And even the people that are going to send me those messages, I can, I can say with confidence, you're really still not working 100% of the time you're there. Whatever, you can argue with me on that, fine. The point being is focus is going to be far more important to your productivity than just the amount of time that you are given to something. Your attention in that time is what's going to dictate whether or not you're successful. So that's how I tend to split up my training week in conjunction with my work. I go pick up my son early afternoon, bring him home. He takes a nap for a couple hours. I'm able to get a little bit more work done while he's napping because that's really inconsistent with how long he sleeps. I don't really allot for much time because who knows how long he'll actually be out. Uh, so I get whatever else work done I can, or I'll read if it's just quiet time. I'll just do my own reading. And then I get to be with him for a few hours before uh, my wife gets home. And then we have family time together. They Sometimes they go to sleep fairly early. And then if I want, I can get a little bit more work done then. But everything in that moment, I'm really working hard to be focused on whatever it is that I'm doing. I'm, I'm really working not to let things bleed over. And I've set those boundaries for myself. And it, by no means is this a perfect system. I'm trying to do the best I can. And this is changing all the time the way that these things are set up for me. But the point being is, I've at least set myself the boundaries. I don't always stick to them. I am not always the best at following through on them. But they're there. And so I'm aware of them. And I'm really working to make myself better at sticking to those boundaries. So I would encourage you, that's the the biggest takeaway with this episode today is make sure you have listed out your priorities for your training, for your work, for your life, for your personal stuff, and then create boundaries around those things so that you can understand for yourself how much time and energy do I need to devote to this thing to be successful and then hold yourself to them. If you need someone to help hold you to them, that's the whole point of having a coach. That's the whole point of having training partners or any other kind of accountability person in your life is to hold you to the things that you say you're going to do. So that's where I'm going to leave it for today. It ended up being a little bit longer than what I was thinking I was going to go on this, but I think we covered some good ground today. Um, this was a fun topic for me to talk about because it's actually something that we're talking about in the coaching group that I coach, um, the men's group that I coach within the Nomad Tribe. We've got about a dozen or so guys that are in that coaching program. And we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. These are the kind of conversations that we have in there on top of training and all these other things that we're doing. But this was a fun episode today. Uh, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, there's some things happening where I'm shifting some uh, communication processes. And uh, th the newsletter has been fairly inconsistent for the last couple of months. And that's uh, about to change because of the new format that I'm doing everything with that I've been uh, putting together for the last few weeks. So if you want to be on the newsletter list, go to nomad-strength.com. You'll get there to be a little pop-up. Just sign up for the newsletter and you'll be the first to know about all the things that are coming up. And uh, I'll look forward to hearing from you. If you have questions, reach out on Instagram, DM me, email me, whatever it is. And that'll be all for today. Killer episode coming up on Monday. I'll talk to you guys soon. Mm -hmm.